Hi, I'm Amanda Johns. And I'm Ryan Lynch. And this is our weekly podcast, Worth the Work. A quirky and insightful look into the world of therapy with topics that matter to you. Let's get started. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Amanda. What's kicking, chicken? I have no response to that because <laughs> that was weird. It, you know, no, it wasn't. Kicking chicken? Yeah, it was merely a colloquial statement Mm. from my own independent culture, the culture of Amanda. Well, ain't nobody got time for that. Really? Yeah, pretty much. That was super dismissive. Well, that's because you made up words and put them together. Really? What's kicking chicken? Yeah. I'm going to go make a shirt that says what's kicking chicken and I'm going to wear it every day. We'll sell it on our website. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That could be our new like theme is whatever our website is called. What's kicking? Yeah. You're worth the work. Kicking chicken. No. (laughs) Just no. (laughs) As you can tell, this is our first show back. Welcome to the 2021. Is that a chicken? No. I mean, it could be like a chicken blowing a bugle. Because that's normal. Well, we're off to a fantastic start here, people. Did you have a good break? Let me tell you. I, it was okay. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. It wasn't phenomenal, but it was okay. I got a little self-care in, but not a lot. I thoroughly enjoyed having time off. Mm. I did. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That makes one of us. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? Well, today, you know, we've talked in in the past about, you know, what questions people have about therapy and kind of why they may be hesitant to go or and stuff like that. But I thought it'd be interesting if we talked about what therapists fear about therapy. About going to therapy. Yes. Okay. Themselves. As yeah, not what we fear as clients, about therapy not, yes. as therapists. Yes, no. Giving that, therapy. Yeah. That's providing only, therapy. Yes. Right. Okay. I don't know anymore. <laughs> so. so, with that being said, what do you fear about? Because, I mean, we both work with therapists. Who, right. It's one of my specializations. As clients. Yeah. Right. And, you know. There's hesitancy there sometimes to yeah. go to therapy, especially because you're a therapist. Right. And what for you or something your clients have said is a reason that that might come up? Well, I will admit right out that I am very picky when it comes to mm-hmm. who I will see as a therapist. And I have been through my share of them. Um, you I've, mean as a client? As a client, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm super picky about who I'll see <laughs> as a therapist. No, um, as a as a client, when mm-hmm. I'm picking a therapist, I am incredibly picky. Um, I have been known to ghost them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been known to uh, sort of manipulate conversation to avoid talking about whatever it is that I came in to talk about. Um, but I, you know, as as a as a therapist, when we go to therapy, it's this weird thing of not wanting to feel like we're in therapy. Um, because mm-hmm. we we sort of like don't want to um, be sitting there thinking about all of the tricks that the therapist is trying to use on us. Right. Um, that's the best way that I can sort of explain it is, you know, mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're like, well, 
I know what she's doing or I know mm-hmm. what he's doing. And the focus is on not if you're getting better, it's on the technique and you know, do I understand the technique that they're using? Are they going to expect me to understand what they're talking about? Um, and that goes into one of the fears is that I, I, I think that for me um, and for uh, all of my clients that I see who work in the field of therapy, the number one fear tends to be, will they think that I'm a terrible therapist? And then sure. will they tell all of the other therapists and then every therapist in the community will be like, don't go see Amanda Mm -hmm. because she's terrible. Yeah. I think that's very true because there's this, you know, what do we talk about in therapy is, is it's about being vulnerable about letting them know us. And obviously like we may not talk about specific clients, but we talk about some of the things we do in therapy in our sessions as patients. And I, I think there's always this fear of like, are they judging what I did right. in this situation? Are they thinking, oh my God, I would never do that. You know, this person is a terrible therapist. You know, it's all those self doubts we already have. You know, it's that imposter syndrome we talked about before. But now it's, you know, this other person is thinking of this about me. It's not just my own stuff. Yeah. Regardless of whether they're thinking that or not, that's what's in our head. Um, you know, Shame. Yeah. Are they going to think I'm a fraud or I'm right. incompetent? I mean, like. What if I have an issue that they've never seen before? What if How messed up me? am I? Right. Yeah. What if they uncover something about my childhood mm-hmm. that I didn't realize was there and now I can never mm-hmm. be a therapist again because I am terrible? Right. Right. It's those messages of that we tell ourselves, right? That's yeah. something that. You know, we all, regardless of whether you're a therapist or not, we have those messages, those things we tell ourselves about ourselves, that inner voice. A lot of times it's negative stuff and it gets amplified when you're thinking someone else is actually saying that to you. Right. Right. And we've talked about that in other podcasts where we talk Mm -hmm. about core messages Mm -hmm. and how these core messages, you know, sort of get ingrained in us at a very young age. And then experiences validate them for us and justify them for us. And it can be very hard to get out from under these negative beliefs about ourselves um, without sort of this this experience of having somebody undo them for us. Um, and I think a lot of times as therapists, we sort of get in this mindset of, well, this is what we do for a living, so we can, um, we can fix ourselves. Uh, then there's that whole cliche statement of, you know, a surgeon is not going to perform surgery on themselves because mm-hmm. they can't. Um, and I think for, for therapists, we also have to come to the acceptance that we cannot be our own therapist. Right. Like, and that's the thing, like, if someone came in to therapy and was me, had my issues, had my challenges, oh, whatever... Shut I it. would charge you double. Yeah, well, you would then start paying me because I'm so wonderful. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, we I, I know like logically exactly what I would do to, to treat that client. You know, here's the steps I would take. Right. Here's this. But knowing that in the abstract and doing it in your life and then, you know, because it's one thing when when you're in therapy, your therapist can, you know to varying degrees, hold you accountable for certain things, right? And 
that is, it, it's one thing to have another person hold you accountable. It's another thing to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. You know, it's the, the old saying therapist heal thyself. Right. The adaptation off of Surgery. physician. Yeah. 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 And I think too, so <laughs> as I matured in my self and in my development as a, a person and as a therapist, um, I came to the realization that whoever I picked to work with had to be somebody who um, understood what it meant to to be a therapist to therapists. Um, and so the last therapist that I worked with, part of my consultation phone call with her, and I think this is important for everybody to know, is that um, you should always have access to a consultation with a therapist prior to actually deciding that you want to engage in their services. This doesn't mean that you get an hour therapy session, but like a 10, 15 minute phone call where you can sort of see if you're a good fit, um, get any burning questions out of the way, just find out if your personalities are going to click is like a really, really good thing to do. So just as an aside, that's always something that you can ask for. And I would be wary of anyone who's like, no, we can't, we can't, you know, talk before your session. Cause sure. Because that, I mean, there are people that do that and, you know, they have their reasons, but that I think sets a bad precedent. And, yeah. and again, there are also sometimes clients who push for like that free session. Yeah. I want a free consultation session. And it's like, yeah, that's well, different. that's yeah. not really, you know. And I'll that's give where you a, the onus is on the therapist absolutely. to say, okay, well, we can, that sounds like something really important. Mm-hmm. And why don't we set up a, uh, an appointment to schedule that? Mm-hmm. But uh, but outside of that, back to what I was <laughs> talking about. The train is, has derailed. It does often. Just be glad there's not a squirrel on the roof next to us because then I'd be all over the place. Um, but but I, I can't help it. Mm. Um, but anyway, the, um, the, the most important question that I have now as a therapist when I look to work with a therapist mm-hmm. is – a, have you ever provided therapy to a therapist before? And B, are you willing to call me out on things when I'm being difficult? Mm-hmm. And if the answer <laughs> is no to either of those things, or they can't be, um, they can't give me an answer that's clear, then I'm automatically not going to to do it. Right. And, you know, I think one of the other things that, that comes up for me, and this is may just be my, uh, how we say, laziness, is the <laughs> fact that I know therapy is going to be a lot of work. Right? Oh, so much. They're going to want me to change. And I don't want to change. I don't want to. Right. So that's definitely part of it that comes up for me because it's like, you know, that little bit of that petulant child, like, I don't want to, you know, it, it, it's kind of that, uh, that thing that kind of holds me back sometimes too, for sure. And I think the, the one of the things that I think we share with anybody who goes to therapy who's been once before is the idea of having to tell your story again. Right. Right. That's something that's really frustrating. Like, especially if you've been working with a therapist for a long time, they know you, you don't have to like go through it. And then for whatever reason, maybe they're moving, whatever, 
you have to change therapists and it's like, uh, I have to start all over again. Right. I don't want to tell this again. Right. Right. And that's a frustrating thing. And like there, there can be ways to shorten that. There can be ways to kind of, you know, change it. So it's not the same as telling the entire story, taking well, three and you, sessions. Yeah. You don't also, you don't have to, like, if you've done a lot of work on your history, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to share those pieces and those parts, mm-hmm. you know, you can do therapy that's focused on a current situation. It may sure. cause some issues from the past to be brought up, but that doesn't have to be the focus of the session right. or of the work you're doing. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, you know, that kind of leads into the whole idea also of being open. Yeah. And that's not something that, uh, You know, just because we are trained professionals, we are therapists, that does not mean we are automatically open. Oh, God. We are the worst clients. If we're going to be honest, we literally are the worst clients. I love, 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 love doing therapy with therapists. Like, I, I, meaning I love being the therapist to therapists. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. With that being said, I am fully aware that I am a difficult client. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's all those things that, you know, we see some of our more difficult clients do, we end up doing as therapists. We just have a better understanding of why we're doing it. Which makes, I think, like, that makes me mad. Like Which part? The, <laughs> like, it makes me internally, intrinsically mad mm-hmm. to know why I'm doing something and still keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, to have the intellectual awareness and educational understanding of why I'm behaving a certain way, but then I can't do a damn thing, or I shouldn't say I can't do, I don't want to do a damn thing to change mm-hmm. it because I don't feel like doing the work. So you're mad at yourself. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. And then, of course, I'll take it out on the therapist. I mean, I've literally looked at my therapist and said, I hate you. You're stupid. And I've had clients say that to me, and it's not like a um, – they're not saying it is like a uh, a horribly nasty thing. It's just, you know, there's feelings. Would you like to talk more about this? No. <laughs> you can't help me. So, yeah, I, I think that is – you know, because we know that opening up makes us more vulnerable, that puts that – kind of pressure of of having our stuff out there and then having some of it reflected back at us and that's scary yeah Yeah, that's really scary and i think that that is something where we kind of both have an advantage and have a disadvantage over the majority of people who are you know in therapy because we know that when we're saying it that it's stupid mm -hmm. we know that when we're saying it it's unhealthy like we Mm -hmm. know we know yeah, like super whiny at times. So whiny. Don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> well, it's just only because there's no mirror in here. Um, <laughs> Fair. Because let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think part of it, too, is like it, it. we tend to think, or at least I do, I'm like, am I crazy? Like, am I like, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Am I really like... I want you to say it. I know that you're like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's just like, you know, am I in this field because I'm so crazy that I can't do anything but try to fix it this way. Right. right? Am I fixing all of my 
my issues mm-hmm. through my clients. Mm-hmm. And I don't think like like my philosophy is is if you have an awareness that that might be what you're doing right. and you're discussing it with your supervisor or with your peers or mm-hmm. processing it with a therapist then you're not the person that's doing that. Mm-hmm. The people that I worry about are the ones who have this resolve that they're like the most amazing therapists ever and they're great and they're wonderful and they've worked through all of their stuff and they have nothing else to work through. Mm-hmm. And they're just here to like save the world. Sure. Like you and I both want to save the world and we both think we're really darn good at what we do, but we are both fully aware of where we struggle right. and our areas. limitations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't have any limitations. No, I'm kidding. We all have limitations. I got a list for you. <gasps> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shaft. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, folks. But, you know, going back to what you had said there about like that. So the analogy that came up for me is like somebody who is worried about coming off as condescending or arrogant. Like if you're worried about that then you're probably not doing it, right? right? Same thing, right? Because I remember having a client that, that that was afraid of that. I'm like, well, if if you're saying things about it and are asking the question, then that's clearly not your intent. So right. I think you're fine. Yeah, it's, right? it's typically the awareness that we could be having this issue that mm-hmm. keeps us from participating in this issue. Sure. But that's where the third party who doesn't know us outside mm-hmm. of therapy mm-hmm. becomes somebody that like a good resource because mm-hmm. like you and I can sit here and, and we've talked about this before. You and I are really good at calling each other out sure. on stuff, right? And that's not because uh, we haven't worked really hard on the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think you've joked before that in any other circumstance, we probably would hate each other. Yeah. But because we've been able to be so open and so clear in our communication with each other and build that trust, we literally can say something like whatever we want to the other person and if offense is taken, like we we talk through it and yeah, deal with yeah, it. Yeah, we address it. Um, but that's not like the norm. Like that's not agreed. That's not like a normal thing that happens in most relationships. And when somebody sort of like calls us on our stuff, mm-hmm. it's it's really, really, really hard. It's really, really, really difficult. And not all of us have friends who can call us out on our stuff, be unbiased, you know, have a moderate opinion, and and it and it's helpful. Right. So that's where the extra person comes in. Absolutely. And I think even even using us as an example, not that we have like the best relationship or ever or Such anything like that. I can't stand her. But, you know, it like even using that as an example where we can call each other yeah. out and stuff. Even no matter how good our friendship is, there is still no way we can provide therapy to each other. Right. Because that it, there's that imp- impartiality that we could never get to. Yeah. Because we know each other. I'm still going to well. always care at the end of the day about it, it, your feelings. Exactly. I'm and not it, that I don't care about my clients' wow, feelings. Wow. 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 The truth comes out. <laughs> however, my right. focus is on helping them to heal. Yeah. And helping them helping them to move through whatever they're mm-hmm. they're in. It's not on protecting like my relationship mm-hmm. with them. You know, and and it's interesting because there are, you know, thinking of like I don't want to use the word secrets, but like there is stuff that you will tell like my experience and maybe I'm crazy and maybe I'm wrong, but my experience is that there are like people in your life where you are willing to tell certain things to, but like not other pieces. So like 
basically what I'm saying is that nobody in your world knows everything about you. Like this party might know this one side of you, that party might know another side, vice versa. But even that there are things you don't want to say to people. Yeah. And then sometimes having that third unbiased opinion can be very helpful, but also can be kind of hard because then it's like, I don't know this person. Are they going to judge me for what I say? And again, like I said. Or are they going to tell me to do something that my friend has been telling me Mm -hmm. to do and I don't want to do it? And now I have this unbiased person that is like, yeah, you need to do this Mm -hmm. thing. You need to make this decision. And then you get pissed off. Mm -hmm. Because like when we have arguments or disagreements with people, we know what role, not always, but generally speaking, we know what role we played in that. We know what we need to do. When we go to therapy, we're going to have somebody telling us that. Right. And it's like, I already know, but I still can't change the behavior, but I know, right? (laughs) And that's where that extra, I think that extra fear comes in because then it's like- you know, that, yeah, I know what the work needs to be, but I don't want to do it. And I think at the end of the day, that's the that's the one thing that is the same for every single person, no matter what your mm-hmm. occupation is going into therapy, is that, like, we want things to be better. We want things to change. We want things to, um, we want our lives to be more peace-filled, most of us, mm-hmm. and also we're really scared to do the work that we have to do. And we're really scared of the vulnerability that's required Mm -hmm. to make the changes um, because most of us are scared of what it means to change. Cause what does, what, what, who are we? If, Mm -hmm. if we deal with this situation, I mean, I, I can be honest in that, you know, I had to work through a really difficult situation through in therapy and I, I had said to you, like, what happens if after I go through this therapy, I'm not the therapist I was before? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens if I do all this work and I can no longer reach people the way that I've reached them because I've completely dealt with this situation? And and you were kind of like, well, that's BS. Like, that's mm-hmm. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> in a loving way, I said In a I loving way. It. I mean, that was your loving way. Um, but, but, you know, even when I brought it up to the therapist, she was like, what makes you think that who you are will change because you work through something that was difficult? You will Mm -hmm. still have, you know, the, the, the pieces of it that make you who you are. Mm -hmm. You just don't have to carry around the pain. It doesn't have that defining element piece. Yeah, it it doesn't have to be. And I think that's like, that's the eye opening moment is when you're like, whoa, like, I don't have to be defined by this thing. And then as a therapist, you go back, you go back to, have have I been allowing myself to be defined by this mm-hmm. thing? Sure. Because if anybody in this world sits around and com- constantly does self-evaluation, it's therapists. Mm-hmm. We're constantly, for as much as we're sitting and, and paying attention to other people, mm-hmm. we are tenfold doing that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if if we as therapists also struggle with anxiety. Right. Which is super common in therapists. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it, it, Not it, at you. it's funny because I think about like, you know, whether it's dating a person, a new person or meeting new people and they find out your therapist, you know, are you analyzing me? Right. And, you know, we've talked about this before. 
Yes, but also I'm spending more time analyzing myself right. in the situation. Right. And then walking away and analyzing everything the, that I did. Yeah, in that much more situation. than I'm ever analyzing right. you, right? And when I'm done analyzing myself, then I will analyze you, but I'll do it with my friends. Yes. <laughs> Who are also therapists. Who may also be therapists. Yes. Which, like, you know, I will <laughs> I will say, like, if you are friends with a therapist or if you're in a relationship with a therapist, I'm sorry. Like, we, we, especially if you're friends with a therapist or you're a therapist and you're trying to date and you're trying to start new relationships and you, you know, go to bring your prospective partner over to meet your therapist friend or friends and we diagnose and determine all of the issues. I feel so attacked right now. This person has, but I'm, I'm honestly not thinking of you when I when I'm talking about this. I'm thinking of a, another person. I know exactly who and, you're talking about, and how and how difficult it is because we are a tough crowd. Sure. Because we we are literally um, sort of taking in the way that that they react to you, the way that you react mm-hmm. to them, what we know of your history, what we've learned about their history, and we're sort of taking all of it and determining whether or not. Um, they are stable, A, mm-hmm. but then B, whether or not they're worth you. Like if you're, yeah, that's yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I, they're yeah, worth I, you. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. Like they're worthy to be a partner with right, you. Right, right. We of have our very high for standards for oh, our friends such high standards. as far as what's good enough for them. Right. We don't have high standards in who we make a friend. Yeah, but. <laughs> we'll be who, friends with anybody. <laughs> No, that's actually not true. We're super selective. So if you're a friend of a therapist, you're lucky. No, I'm kidding. We wow. sound so elitist and bougie, but no, we we take What's in this everybody. Stuff? Oh, stop it. You, <laughs> you need help? Okay, I'll be your friend. Mm, I um, can fix you. <laughs> but when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, our friends being in relationships or getting new mm-hmm. friendships, we have incredibly high standards mm-hmm. for them. Because we care. And when sure. a therapist cares about you, they really do care right. about you. Right. And it's not always like a – when we give these situations that we're talking about here, it's not like a judgment type not thing. Not at all. It's like this analyzation yeah. of is this person good for you? Are you able to be yourself with this person? Right. That kind of Are stuff. Are they activating all of your old trauma? Right, right, right. Are you- or Or – Sometimes yeah. are they a terrible person and you're just not seeing it because right. you're in that honeymoon phase. Right. Not speaking to anybody specific. No, it's just generalities. Generalities. Because <laughs> then all of our friends who are dating will be like, what? Yeah. What are you <laughs> trying are to you say? Talking about me? <laughs> but it's not. When we talk about things on here, we're usually melding three or four different cases yes. or people together into all one. All together, yeah. To one dramatic situation. Basically, yes. Yeah. And uh, that's why we're not in therapy. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, no, it's interesting because right before – the part of the reason we kind of came up with this topic is because right before we were talking about ourselves and we had made this agreement that we were going to both – if one of us got into therapy – Why are you – Because – why are you holding me accountable to this on Because air? this way you can't back out. You're such a jerk. You are welcome. Because, so we are going to hold each other accountable by going to therapy this year. That's that's our goal for the new year. Thank you for not calling it a resolution. Because if anyone listened to the last podcast, I know they know that I hate, 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 hate the concept and the idea of resolutions. 
Well, that's why I didn't call it a resolution. I appreciate that. It's a goal. It's a goal. And I told you that if you go to therapy, then I will absolutely go to therapy. But I don't trust her. And this is not because we're crazy. Like, And this is well, this is the part of me that Besides kicks in. the fact that we're crazy. <laughs> this is the part of you yes. that kicks in yeah, yeah, and is yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. I don't want anybody that's listening to think that we have like really mm-hmm. serious issues. It's literally because every so often it's good to get a tune-up. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we constantly sit and take in... Um, everybody else's issues and everybody else's struggles. And Ryan and I have both had some pretty significant life changes and sort of some very stressful things happen to us specifically over this last year. And all of 2020 was stressful. Our mm-hmm. careers changed, um, relationships changed, life changed. We're in the middle of a pandemic, a, a election. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot that has happened. Um, and there's not been a lot of space for us to do our own self-care. And part of mm-hmm. our self-care is checking in and getting a tune-up yep. just to make sure that we are in spaces that help us to be healthier for the people that we're seeing. Um, so I, I think that's the way it needs to be framed is that sometimes you go to therapy because you have something specific that you need to work on. Sometimes mm-hmm. you go to therapy because you have a long-standing mental health issue that you need constant sort of like – um, processing and, and supervision is not the word I want to use, but it's the only word that's coming. Like monitoring, ma- you know, monitoring or maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you go to therapy because you just need to talk to somebody and you mm-hmm. need somebody to hear you. And sometimes you go to therapy just to check in and say, hey, I just want to make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the way my brain is processing things right now and the things that I'm going through are that I'm seeing the world in a way mm-hmm. that's healthy. And this is not like a one a one-shot deal. No, it's not like going to Valvoline. Yeah, you know, it's not kind of like you just go in and be like, oh, I'm fixed, you know? It it is something that, you know, we... Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, say you were in therapy five years ago, Right. right? At the end of the day, you're not the same person you were five years ago. No. Parts of you have changed. Your life has changed. The world has changed. Yeah. Does that mean you necessarily need therapy? That's up to you, right? Nobody can make that determination for you. Nobody asked you, but you (laughs) made the deal. Trust me, you do need the therapy. (gasps) I mean, I acknowledge that I'm in the space where I need to start talking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it, it, but you know. This is not easy. I mean, and and the part of the reason we did this episode is because we want you to understand that we get it when we say it's not easy because <laughs> we struggle with the exact same stuff, right? Yeah, we like they're like I can't speak for all therapists, but I will say that when Ryan and I tell you something, we're literally not just smoke, you know, uh Pushing smoke up your butt or blowing smoke up your butt. <laughs> what analogies are you using today? You've never heard that? Yes, but not blowing or pushing, pushing it? I don't understand. Words fail me today. But we're not just blowing smoke up your butt. Like, we're if we say something, we're being authentic and transparent yes. with you. It's not just to make you feel better about your problems. Because I'm not, not in the business of, like, saying things just to make people feel better. It's right. literally so I can be like, no, you need to understand that I understand. And, you know, really, like, and it's not just us either. Like, you know, uh, the majority of our friends are therapists. And yeah, a lot of what we say is a conglomeration of things right. we've experienced or heard or talked about and stuff. So, 
you know, it's not just two therapists that are saying this. There's a bunch no. of us out there. Right? We're gonna break. We're gonna break the code for all therapists. We're yes. gonna tell your secret. We all need therapy. Amen to that. <laughs> doesn't mean you necessarily need lifelong therapy. It doesn't right. necessarily mean you need like intensive therapy. But you know, sometimes we do need somebody to talk to and to have that objective view. And sometimes it is just venting, and sometimes yeah. it is addressing like an actual you know issue going on for you. Right. Yeah. Well. All right. That was a show. That was a show, apparently. <laughs> so um, we will be back next week. Yes. So we're back to our weekly recordings. I can't tell you what the topic is yet, because I'm going to be honest. A lot of times we think about the topic like 10 minutes before. Like whoa, today. whoa, 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 whoa. I said Not, sometimes. Yes, but a lot of times we do a lot of work. But Get we your bridges do... out of stitches. Uh, <laughs> where am I at? What Twilight episode is this? <gasps> Twilight Zone episode. I was about the, to say, not, I don't feel like you've seen all of them. Well, that's because I have taste. Um, <laughs> okay, I may have just offended my co-host. Hmm. What else is new? So, um, <laughs> we do. Uh, we are going to have some guest speakers. I know we've promised that before and occasionally delivered, and this time we are, we are also going to deliver, but we're just not going to tell you until we're sure. Right. So, we have a couple of guest speakers lined up. We have up. some lined up. We're just not sure about scheduling and stuff, yeah. you know, COVID. <laughs> so, um, once we get that sorted out, you know, we'll get to hear some other lovely voices besides just us. I mean, but these voices are pretty lovely. I mean, we're pretty <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> We're the greatest. Just kidding. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to get in touch with us, as always, we appreciate feedback. Um, You can find us on Instagram at worth the work underscore. You can find us on Facebook at worth the work with Amanda and Ryan. You can find us on the web at worth the work.net where you can learn a little bit more about Ryan and I and the therapy that we do. And you can email us at worththeworkcounseling at gmail.com. So these are just a few ways of finding us. And again, we love to get feedback and we'd mm-hmm. love to hear your ideas for shows. So with that being said. And we'll open the merch store soon with a chicken kicking shirt chicken, chicken? whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we won't. But, no, but, um, but I'm totally going to make that shirt now. You oh. know that I am. So anyway. Lord help me. Have a great week. And remember that you are. Worth the work. Bye, guys. Bye.